Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Welcome to um, the morning shot this morning. We have some news out of Parliament earlier this week, or rather reactions. There was a Environment Public Health Act That's right. Yes, some 3,000 waste management workers are set to see wage increases as well as better career prospects under a new progressive wage model. For example, okay, let's talk about the numbers here. An entry level waste management worker can expect his salary to double to about uh, $3,260 come 2028. That was passed under the Environment Public Health Act in Parliament earlier this week. Under the new amendments, licensed companies will have to, among other things, pay workers a baseline wage, overtime wages and an annual bonus. These policies come on the back of the government's push to strengthen Singapore's waste management sector, which the Manpower Ministry says can expect new transitional support in this year's budget. That's right. Also in the spotlight under the same bill is the high-rise litter, which has been a growing issue. Joining us to share his thoughts is Andrew Tay, ex-co member of the Waste Management and Recycling Association of Singapore. He's also head of business development at e-waste recycling company KGS. Good morning, Andrew. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. How are you doing, Andrew? Okay. I'm good, I'm good. I've got to ask you, Andrew, just to start off, have you ever experienced high-rise litter? Fortunately, not not myself and my team, so, yeah. Well, I have to tell you, okay, before we start to talk about wages and um, high-rise litter, I used to live on the second floor. My first, The first flat my husband and I owned was a, was a um, flat in Marine Parade on the second floor, and... I could no longer do my laundry there because whenever I would take my laundry in, it was either covered in cigarette ash or at some point, I think it was yogurt. I'm hoping it was yogurt. (laughs) (laughs) But but my laundry would be covered in all kinds of uh, food debris, banana peels and things like that. So I think high rise litter is really an issue, especially when we live so closely together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into some of the announcements that we saw when it comes to waste and uh, what happened in Parliament this week. So under the new amendments, waste management companies are going to see their operating costs go up. This isn't because of high-rise litter. Can you tell us more about this, what this move means for consumers? Does that mean uh, we're going to see not high-rise litter, but higher costs to consumers? Yeah, I mean, in essence, um, I, I believe you are referring to the progressive wage model. That's right. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. So, so that in, in its essence is to bring up the industry to mm. attract more talent into the sector to make sure that uh, Singaporeans working in that sector has a at least a baseline um, salary, and then it is set to progress as they upskill themselves. That's right. So, it's going to go yes, up by about eight yeah. percent, right? Right, right. So, so with that, uh, we are hoping to see more Singaporeans joining the sector. As it's an essential service to to Singaporeans, as many have seen through the uh, pandemic. So, Andrew, the Manpower Ministry says uh, expect new transitional support in this year's budget. What exactly does the sector need in terms of this so-called transitional support? Right, um, because uh, a lot of us we have like standing contracts with our customers, mm-hmm. and it might um, like go over the date where this PWM starts. So the cost might increase without having revenue to cushion it. So um, that might be the kind of transitional support that government is, is giving. 
and also to help uh, really companies to transit into this uh, higher cost model um, where they could have a chance to probably negotiate with uh, the customers a bit more and, and see how you could all turn things around so that uh, it's a win-win situation for all. Okay. So how long do you think uh, we need when it comes to the transition period? It's hard to give a number to it, but mm. probably a couple of years to, to okay. get people used to it and then um, get the news out there, especially to service buyers and also the workforce that um, it is you know, more attractive pay and, and to have the actual effect of getting more talents in. Also, under the amended bill, Andrew, uh, about 3,000 Singaporeans and permanent residents working on the waste management sector will see pay rises over six years under the PWM. How significant is this? Yes, I mean, uh, on the individual front, um, it is significant, especially kind of from the starting pay of about 1,000 over to 2,000. Um, a couple hundred dollars increase is quite a huge uh, increase in terms of percentage points that they will see um, higher take-back pay. And throughout their career ladder, as they increase in their skill set, go for the BSQ courses, mm. um, they will have then uh, the qualification to, to increase their pay as they move up the ranks. On the company front, uh, yes, the cost will increase for them and likely it will be a, a negotiation negotiation between uh, the service buyers and service providers on the new new price. Yeah. And this will benefit people like the waste collection truck personnel, sorters, machine operators in uh, waste collection and recycling facilities, right? Yes, correct. I mean, this, this kind of work usually is more labor intensive and quite undesirable as we can see as we are getting uh, feedback from companies that it's hard to hire, hire people, especially Singaporeans. We're speaking with Andrew Tay, ex-co member of the Waste Management and Recycling Association of Singapore. Andrew, you know, the pandemic has obviously shone a spotlight on the importance of proper waste management. And that's really changed attitudes that people have towards working in the industry, I would think. How difficult is it then to attract talent? Um, I would say it is still difficult. Mm. Yes, definitely we see more like um, importance and uh, realisation of uh, waste management of the population's attitude. But the effect we see is like there are more startups or okay. more sustainability roles being generated mm. and not really the you know, truck drivers, sorters kind of talent pool increasing. I see. So people are focused more on, you know, the recycling elements of it rather than what needs to get done on a day-to-day basis. Is that right? Yes, yes. So apart from attracting talent, keeping them just as important, right? Which areas do you feel the industry can improve on in terms of enhancing the capabilities? In terms of capabilities, uh, definitely improvements such as automation. Okay. In terms of the process and in terms of our trucks to potentially decrease the number of manpower required. Mm. Uh, but I would say as of now, we are quite lean in terms of, you only see like two to three manpower per uh, rubbish truck. Then also capabilities on the process side of things. Uh, we are hoping to get in more technologies to recycle better, to have a more efficient processes to extract um, better yield of uh, materials so that less waste is generated overall. 
Okay. And when you say automation and robotics, what are we looking at? I know when I'm walking around the malls on the weekend, quite often I'll see cleaning robots, right? Mm -hmm. Sweeping and mopping and things like that. But when it comes to, as you mentioned, you've only got two to three employees per truck. What are some of the real hands-on ways that we could see technology assist those within the industry? Mm, Not sure if you've seen some of the newer um, site loaders, uh, trucks. In, in the in the public sector, that's where the recycle bins are being loaded by mm-hmm. the side of the truck. And with that, I think one manpower is reduced. But there are also difficulties with uh, using that type of truck in certain uh, geographical areas. Uh, one thing I want to highlight is that um, you mentioned cleaning malls and all. So within like environmental sector, so there are the cleaners area, and then there's the waste management side of things. So that a little bit of distinction between the two. Mm, mm, definitely. So, um, Andrew, just one last question for you very quickly. Your expertise is e-waste recycling. So uh, we want to touch on that just a little bit. And um, I want to talk to you about the notion of recycling tech products taking flight here in Singapore. We've got the budget just around the corner. Sustainability is a key theme. You've spoken about how tech can support the industry. What kind of additional support are you hoping from for from next week's budget? Yes, I mean... What's on your wish list? Mm. (laughs) Manpower issue has always been uh, the wish list of everyone in in the waste Mm -hmm. sector to to have maybe more leeway in terms of hiring maybe even foreign talents and how can we also make uh, the sector more attractive to locals instead of only just increasing the the pay. So what else? Uh, It's a lot of the perceived image of working in this sector. All right, thank you very much, Andrew, for your perspectives. We've been speaking with Andrew Tay, ex-co member of the Waste Management and Recycling Association of Singapore. Thank you, you too. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.